and the opinions expressed during the show are not necessarily those of the staff, management, or ownership of WGCH Radio. Good morning, good morning. Welcome to Fashion Friday. It's not a very spring Friday, I must say, but it's okay. We're going to talk about spring fashion. (laughs) That should get you excited. It excites me. Uh, What really excites me are uh, some of these spring prints that we've been seeing. You know, I've been hearing more and more. I've been talking to a lot of ladies at different charity events I've been to and different events. There's lots of fashion events going on right now um, during this season. Things showing, you know, up and coming spring and summer and even fall um, shows. So I've been having conversations with a lot of women and talking about color in particular. And I think that's, it's a topic that comes up every spring just because it's spring and you know everybody tends to turn to lighter brighter that's what we see in stores I think sometimes people feel the need to wear more lighter and brighter and not everybody wants to so the topic of color has come up and uh, (coughs) that being said the topic of prints has come up so I wanted to share a little bit with you some of my ideas on um, you know I get this question all the time well what if I don't wear polka dots or florals. I understand that. It's not for everyone. And I personally don't wear uh, always wear florals. I'm more specific about the scale and the size. So what if you don't? What are some alternatives to wear something that's different and it's still a print and it's not a plaid per se or or a menswear fabric? So here I thought of a few a few options. One is how about the bandana print? thought about this and I really like this this is something you think about that it's kind of something that never really goes out of style and not I mean maybe that's not a concern of yours if it's on trend or not but if if it is a concern of yours it's never really out it's almost like denim I'm I'm thinking you have thoughts on this Bob well it just reminds me of a conversation we had I think last week where I was saying I thought maybe we were going to see the kind of um American Indian yes look and some of the some of the prints on the bandanas and bandanas are that design yeah others like, are almost like um, some are more Navajo yeah yeah that's some what I'm are of. yeah more like uh, New Mexico mm-hmm. type of uh, yeah. I agree. And so this is sort of the take on the something old is new again, as we see with a lot of trends. Um, you think back cultural history, I mean, bandana prints kind of could be symbolic for several different things. It could be Wild West cowboy. It could be 20th century hip hop culture and every, and lots of things in between. So it really depends on what you connect it to. It's, I think it's a print that is casual. It's fun. It may mean nothing to you. You may just say, like me, I don't really, I just like it. I like it. it to me, it looks almost very Americana. It's just two color though, right? I, yeah. I don't think I've ever seen any more than just that. Yeah. What do you mean? In the print itself? Well, the whole the piece is just made with either black and White, orange or yeah. black and purple or, you know, something yeah. like that. Yeah, red, yeah. But different color. I mean, I have actually have bandanas that I bought a few years ago. And I have a yellow, but right, it's two colors. It's yellow and white mm. or it's red and white. And I have a black and white one and then a white with black. So mm. it's more almost reads as a solid, mm. which is good. But it's still that print. And... 
why do why did I buy so many? I remember one season buying them. Well, there's a few that I'll use as a neck neckerchief, like a neck scarf, if it works with the outfit. There's some that I wore as a headband. More, I opened it up and just folded it folded it uh, into a triangle and kind of wrapped it around my head. I was on vacation and in the sun. Sometimes I want to do that, protect my hair, protect my highlights that that I pay a lot of money for. <laughs> so wanted to oh, protect does the my sun. Hair. Do something to them. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Does it make them more intense? Or? Well, mo- for mo- for me anyway, and I think most people, your hair gets lighter in the sun, yeah, so, which is okay. But if you're you've already had your hair lightened oh, professionally it, with I a chemical, see. and then what happens? It gets too light and it gets kind of weird. It also dries mm. out your hair. All right, the texture for me, and maybe not for everyone. For me, the texture kinds of gets dry, almost like straw. Like it just gets to the point where it's you know, if I've already paid for the highlights to look quote unquote natural, (laughs) right? I don't need any more. So, Mm. and so it can get a little damaging to to your hair. Uh So I try to, sometimes I'll do that. And it's a fun, I'll wear like a silk scarf on my head. You know, it also looks good with the outfit I'm wearing, of course. So, um, but yeah, that's, that's my, um, well, I've, I love bandana. And then again, as a neckerchief, as a little neck scarf, I think it's fun. Something uh, We did see this actually um, on the runways of Zimmerman and Alexander Wang recently. They did a little, very small nod, just a little bandana print around the neck. Um, the commercial side of things, think of Levi's and bandana. To me, I feel like that goes side by side. Mm. Um, and certainly something you can wear as a belt, as a scarf, in your hair, around your handbag. Uh, by the way, speaking of Levi's. Yeah, what happened with them? I ju- you know, I, I left my phone at home because I was going to look this up before I walked in here, and I realized my, I left my phone at home. But on the way here, okay. I just caught the tail end of a story. Did you hear about this with PETA? That's the trouble. I didn't hear the whole story, and I was like, what, they're back? from Where, would they, where did they go? So... Well, I just caught the tail end of the story, and basically I heard that PETA is upset with Levi's because of the leather patch they use on the Is it really leather? (coughs) Apparently so. Wow. So they want them to use a vegan patch, and I thought, well, I mean, I'm not a vegan, so I'm not Mm. opposed to the leather patch, but I'm thinking if that's the only issue, why can't they make it? And then someone had suggested plastic, and I thought, well, first of all, that's not good for the environment, so that defeats the purpose. Yeah. Second of all, that would cheapen the brand for sure. I would not buy a pair of Levi's jeans with a plastic patch. I wouldn't. I mean, I'm used to seeing the leather patch and Levi's, you know, or Levi's. So, but, you know, I'm a firm believer in there's always a solution. So why I do have vegan shoes, and they look exactly like they're leather. Just about every car company today is making leather seats that are not leather. Right. Right. So, so I think it can be done. Yeah. Yeah, or some fabric, even if it's not vegan some sort of fabric that works mm-hmm. for PETA. So that's what I heard. I, but I did hear the tail end of it, that PETA was not happy with Levi. Uh-huh. So to be continued, I'm going to have to investigate that and see what what has happened. But yes, Levi's is, you know, I was recently shopping for a denim jacket. And I thought, okay, uh, but I wanted a specific because I have several denim jackets, but they're all sort of the same cut. So I wanted an oversized distressed leather jacket so kind of maybe some rips maybe it was super super casual but oversized because I wanted to be able to wear it to travel with so something casual but I could throw on and it's not fitted so I don't feel tight like if I'm sitting on a plane it's a little bit looser and it comes down a little longer so it hits like right a little longer than the hip or right at the hip let's say as opposed to my other ones that are more like at the waist so I thought well 
it's a denim jacket. There'll be hundreds of denim jackets everywhere in that cut. Do you know, I, it was hard to find. <laughs> wow. I was like, how is this hard? But it's because I wanted it to be specific and oversized and distressed and not too wide and so, so on. When you think oversized, do you go look at the men's? No, or? I didn't. I would, but hmm. I did not because I thought, well, there usually are more options in women's wear, especially okay. for something like this. But I did check Levi's. It was one of the first places I went. Hmm. And I realized, I saw, they had a couple, um, but again, I was leery about, about, it was online. I was leery. I thought it's probably something I need to see in All person. Right. Yep. So let me tell you what happened now that I'm just side sidetracking here. I found one. It was a company I'd never heard of before, some online brand, and looked through their website. Okay, looks okay. And the jacket was fairly inexpensive. And so on the model, it looks exactly where I wanted to hit, kind of top of the thigh, a little oversized, but not wide, but just a little bit longer, was distressed. It was the perfect medium denim. Okay, bought it. Got it. When I got it, it was not what I saw in the picture. So I don't know if it was a switch and bait situation or it was just the model. And I, and I check because usually it will say the model is wearing size, blah, blah, blah. And it'll give you the model's measurements. I always check that. All right. So I went by that guide and the jacket was really long on me. Like it just looks silly. I mean, really long. <laughs> and I was like, um, I, okay, I know I'm short, but I'm not that short. Is she like nine feet tall? I mean, it was just, no. So back it went. And again, I went back to, this is why I don't like to order things online. But again, it was my own fault because it was not with a company that I knew of or ever wore. So what did I end up doing? I was shopping for something else. And I saw a denim jacket in the store. And I thought, there it is. That's the one. And uh, I tried it on. What did go a size up to have even a little bit more room, but it was already oversized. I actually found it in Top Shop in the in the city on Fifth Avenue. Um, so it was a decent. It was a good price, um, not inexpensive, but not you know over the top. But for what it was, I felt like I got a good deal. So lesson learned again. <laughs> but, well, how many times is this going to happen to me now? It's happened at least three times this season with jackets in particular, the red coat, the den- now denim jacket. Uh, well, I've had similar experiences too, shopping for, for clothing, um, particularly amongst the Chinese made products Yes, that are sized strange. Yeah, I, I don't know. What, what I would call large, they want to call double extra large yes and I'm, yeah. I'm really afraid of it i won't go near it now yeah yeah i'm a little leery too the, i think that's what happened with this situation this uh website this brand seemed like because it said something about california based company which I, it probably is but i think the jackets are made in china mm. because it did take a long time to get to me and i thought oh. so just about everything is made in china right so. right but yeah. I think that was my. I think that was where I went wrong. It wasn't. Uh, I should have went with a reputable brand, a brand that I know my size in, and so yeah. Once again, but it's you know I have to say it's hard sometimes not to when you're just scrolling through whether it's social media or it's through a website or now all the ads that pop up on your phone when you're looking at something else. Yeah, they really make it difficult. And I'm saying this as a stylist who dresses people for a living and is always in stores it's even hard for me not to look you know it's like you know they're so of course now the ads popping up on my phone are constantly denim jackets <laughs> like <laughs> i got it i got one. Oh yeah it's uh they make it they make it hard not to look online do you agree yes it's yeah. like 
uh, everywhere. I'm always looking online. <laughs> Those stinking pop-up ads. You, <laughs> can you get rid of them? I think you can, yeah, right? I think you can. I mean, I'll always click out of them, but, they, you know, they always come back. And the next time I go to it, yeah. they're yeah. back. Yeah. Can you permanently get rid of them? Uh, uh, I think there's a way to do it. Probably. But I've decided not to because I was afraid I'd, I'd miss out on other stuff <laughs> right. That's that I wanted to see. That's uh. true. That's true. All right. Well, anyway, so that's my story about denim. And I did check Levi's first. They had some cute denim. This is what's circling back. Uh, they did have some, have some good uh, denim jackets. They weren't just weren't oversized enough for me. But I like that they had just the classic denim jacket which is what I want. I didn't want embellishment. I didn't want, you know, I just, it was about the fit for me. So on to the next print, which uh, if you don't like the bandana print, how about the fruit print has been everywhere, which I'm actually wearing today. Um, I'm seeing a lot of, I'm wearing a cherry print top. I think this is a, a something that's an alternative to um, a, a bandana print or a floral or a stripe. Um, maybe plaid in lighter fabrics and lighter colors. So plaid, not dark plaids, but lighter plaids would be also an alternative to wear if you're if you want to wear prints this is something as you kind of can inject into your wardrobe full of solids um last week we talked about the hawaiian print the hawaiian shirt is back how about that that could be something fun again that's going to be more casual that's but that is something you could layer under a blazer i would be careful about the cut because generally hawaiian print shirts are wider so maybe you want to be careful about that it's almost like the pajama trend so we've talked about the you see the pajama trend is very uh was very big especially last year how i was styling it for my clients and how i would style it myself was i would break that up i wouldn't you can wear the top and the bottom together yes but very tricky how you style it to not look like you should be going to bed (laughs) (laughs) so um i gave this advice to my clients i said Break it up, wear the pants with something else, wear the pajama top that's sort of a silky, like you would any other shirt under a blazer or under a jacket. I kind of, or with jeans if you want it super casual, and uh, that works. Tuck it in a little bit so it doesn't look sloppy, yeah. and uh, that works. So again, a layering piece under a blazer. Um, I like any of these prints paired with a denim skirt for spring summer. I think that's a great pulled together look, and uh, yeah. So those are some alternatives to um, polka dots or florals if you're not that type of gal or you're not the pastel type of gal and we're coming into, I feel like it's pastel season with Easter Passover coming up. So those are some alternatives. All right, I'm going to take a quick break and we come back. We're going to talk a little bit about shopping your closets, which we all should be doing all the time. Stay with us on 1490 WGCH. Fashion Friday with Tina is brought to you by AdCorp Media Group, a full-service local advertising agency that offers a range of marketing, web, social media, and design services for local business owners. At AdCorp, they take your business personally because they know that you do. By learning everything there is to know about how to run your business, the value of your products and services, and who your target is, they'll create a personalized business plan to communicate your message to your audience. They offer logo and branding development, digital and web design, social media management, and more. Are you ready to grow your business? Call AdCorp Media Group now at 1-877-323-2677 or visit them at adcorpmg.com. AdCorp Media Group. They'll take your business personally, as personally as you do. 
Welcome back to Fashion Friday. Okay, so spring is here. Hopefully you've cleaned out your closet. I always talk about this every year, and I like to really uh, talk about this or exacerbate this in the spring and the fall. I think that that's the best time to clean out your closet if you're going to do it. If you're only going to do it once a year, I would do it now. I would do it in the spring. Um, The fall comes and we basically all just want to cover up and layer, so it's a little bit easier. I think spring is a little bit trickier, especially this time of year because of the transition from cold to warm. Um, So I think, first of all, you've got to shop your closet. It's a great time to do it and sort of go through, see what you have, um, make a list of what you need, you know, have fun with it. I always say edit, edit, make piles, edit your clothes, make piles of keep, store, donate, or fix or mend. So tailor. So something needs to be tailored. You, you would wear it, but it's missing a button. It needs to be hemmed. It needs to be taken in, taken out, whatever it may be. Um, so those are the piles you make. Invite a friend over that you can trust, or maybe you do it yourself. If it's something that seems like a daunting task, have a friend come over, sister, mom, and help you do this. Um, I get this a lot from people, friends, clients, family members. I hear this all. This is probably the number. I get two things all the time. Number one, people say to me, I would love to see your closet. <laughs> and, my, and my answer is always the same. I don't think it's that. The closet itself isn't that impressive. What's in it? Yes, there are definitely some pieces that I've, you know, I've obviously have curated over the years that I've collected, um, you know, and it is very organized. Yes, and it's clean and tidy. It's not a dream. I don't think it's my dream closet, but my dream closet is, you know, would be in my dream house. And so, although I love my house and love my closet, it's, you know, it's not... uh, custom made one of those things you see on tv in the you know it's like a whole room with a, a bar or like a, a table in the center with drawers around the table and right and a whole yeah i mean i it, i definitely like have in a store somewhere right and that or, or like in you know a movie or you yeah. know so, but where there's like a seating area as oh, well yeah. and right. you know and it's the room is big enough to hold you know 50 people (laughs) so yeah that to me is like a dream closet but Mm. um and i've been in some of these dream closets by the way very envious of of women that i've dressed that have these beautiful closets so mine is not like that but it's not it's certainly uh you know pretty and it's uh, it's spacious um but i have two to be all fair i have two closets (laughs) i have a closet closet and then i have a converted guest room that convert it into a closet so I guess in a perfect world for me I'd have it all in one space so um, but again I do have it organized it's pretty I've got pretty fixtures in there I've got I do have a little little seating area um, and uh, but the actual pieces in there to me are what's impressive you know whether it's my vintage jewelry collection or it's a vintage coat or it's you know a handbag that's beaded or something that I got straight off the runway or you know these kinds of things to me. So that's number one. Number two, I hear, I need you to come over and clean out my closet. <laughs> and then I said, well, I don't really clean out people's closets. And because that's yet a whole nother area. Some people's definition of cleaning out closet is very different <laughs> from mine. So, you know, if you're talking about trying on things in editing, yes, I do that. That's part of a service that I offer as a stylist. Some people physically want you to clean their closets. <laughs> oh. I, I learned that many years ago. 
the hard way. Uh, I was hired for a job many, many years ago early on in my career where I just said yes to every single job mm. um, because I was building my business. And I had I went to a woman's home. Who, the woman was very lovely. And, you know, we discussed this on the phone. I thought it was pretty clear what I was coming to do. And it was, you know, going to see what was in her closet, edit through, and then fill in the blanks of what she needed because she was a professional um, a corporate worker. So I got to her home, and first of all, she had everything pulled out of the closet. Well, half, I would say. Half of the things pulled out of the closet that she wanted me to see. And then the rest of it, I was just to clean and physically, like, sweep and dust and mop or whatever. And I was like, oh, no, I'm afraid we'll, you know, we'll need a cleaning service for that. <laughs> but we did go through the clothes itself. So, um, yeah, so there's that. And then, and then there was always I, – I love some of these stories I have. And this, again, this is many, many years ago. I, I went to another home where someone did not want me to see their closet at all. So they had pulled out into another room, into, a live, into the living room, um, uh, probably two dozen pieces that they just wanted me to look at that. They didn't want me to see the, other, the rest of the closet. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> sure. You know, I mean, I understand. It's, you're very vulnerable. It's very tricky. You know, I try to make the people feel as comfortable as possible. We have a conversations before I'm actually, if, if I'm going to their home. And, you know, I have a consultation with them, really understanding who they are and what they're looking for. But even when that is said and, and you know, building value and then getting them to understand what I'm bringing to the table and I'm not here to pass judgment, I'm here to help you, we're going to make it better. There still tends to be, well, I don't want you to see this or that in my closet for whatever reason. I get it. It's personal. So Mm -hmm. anyway, so I always suggest making these uh, these piles and then making a shopping list before you go shopping. And so, you know, this is probably something that um, I tell people all the time. There's two ways to go about this. If you feel you cannot do this yourself, there's two ways to go about this, which leads me to actually talk about what I do. So a stylist versus a personal shopper. I also get this question a lot. So if you're cleaning out your closet or you want to hire someone to do this, uh, yes, a stylist can help you do this sometimes. Sometimes they're just going to dress you. They have no concern about what's in your closet. They're just dressing you, getting you something new, whether it's from a showroom, it's from a designer, or it's custom made. They're get, putting you in something new and creating a look. That's the stylist. Um, and it has nothing to do with your closet. Or a personal shopper, very different. That's someone that works for a specific store. You go into that store. They're a specialist in that store, and they're only pulling from that store. So here's the difference, and here's the probably a few pros and cons. Pros of a personal shopper is they're going to know everything in that store. So let's say a department store like Neiman Marcus or Saks Fifth Avenue. The personal shoppers there are the definitely, I think, untapped best kept secret i think and it's a shame that they are a secret but a lot of people still don't know that they exist so i get contacted by these people all the time by the way because they want to be the liaison of when i bring a client in and it is smart i do do that Mm. Saks Fifth avenue for example in the city has a beautiful styling suite well you can't get to it unless you're with a stylist or maybe if you're with a personal shopper maybe there's sometimes otherwise they're just putting you in a regular fitting room a styling suite is something where um it's 
there's a, a preliminary pull. I call it. I go in before my appointment with my client, do a preliminary pull. I discuss. I go to the personal shopper and say, here's the list of things I need, whether it's two things or it's 25 things. And that personal shopper knows the store like the back of their hand. So very quickly, it saves time, saves money. And we're able to pull things and I'll sit, you know, I need it in a range of sizes and we pull it all together. We set it up in the styling suite. Then I bring in said client and it's all pretty. It's almost like a fitting or like a closet. (laughs) And we've got everything. We've got accessories. We've got shoes. We've got it all done. So this is part of the service. What I do is a luxury service. So, um, you know, what someone is paying for is the contacts, the relationships, the access that I have that the general public doesn't have. So that's what a stylist does versus a personal shopper. Both are great, but kind of two different things you need them for. So I think hopefully that clears that up a little bit. But um, again, a stylist, like I use the personal shoppers because they're going to have knowledge of all of the inventory in the store, where it is, how they can get it, if they need to call another store much quicker than I can. And um, also, it's not just a regular salesperson. They're going to uh, give you their time and attention. So they're going to be available. You know, if you make, usually you have to make an appointment with them. Well, and it sounds like do that. The, using the personal shopper is a faster way to get the job done. Y- yes, exactly. That's what I'm saying. It saves mm. time and money. Mm. So even if you don't hire a stylist, maybe you don't do that and you go directly. It's also a good thing. I encourage my clients to do this. I will introduce people and say, oh, if you're going to this store, ask for so-and-so. That's the personal stylist there or the uh, personal shopper there Mm. um yeah it's a faster easier way if it's something that you know what you want most likely they will be able to help you now it's not in every store sometimes you've got to do this all yourself or sometimes you just if you're in a boutique uh that's a different story good thing about a boutique is it's smaller you're going to get more personal attention from a salesperson so maybe they don't have a personal shopper with that title but they will have a salesperson and obviously you're dealing with a much smaller space so um that's my recommendation that's my tip and recommendation i want to say going forward um especially for spring if you want to add some new new things into your wardrobe or maybe new ideas for the upcoming holidays uh, you want to do something other than pastels or the, all these lighter colors or prints. So um, that's a suggestion. You know, talk to make a relationship, talk to salespeople, talk to personal shoppers, call the store ahead of time. You always have to set up an appointment with a personal shopper, just like a stylist. So call, tell them what you're looking for. Um, the better department stores, the Barneys and the Saks and the Bergdorfs, they will absolutely be very willing to help you. And it's it's a wonderful experience. So. Mm. Hopefully that explains it a little bit better and uh, it makes more better use of your time. And, you know, you don't usually don't have to pay a fee for personal shoppers should mention that, which is also great. So, again, you're getting individualized attention. You'll make a relationship with them. And then going forward, you have a contact. And hopefully, you know, if they're smart, the personal shopper will continue to kind of let you know, hey, that piece you were looking at now went on sale or something new came in, you you know, new Doc Martens came in, whatever it may be. And you've now got a relationship yourself. Sounds like the way Amazon treats me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That'll do it for this week. Join me next week for more Fashion Friday on 1490 WGCH.
You're listening to the Voice of Greenwich, 1490 WGCH Greenwich. Policy change, chemical exposure. I'm John Trout. The Trump administration is backing Israel's right on heights. Consternation from the international community has begun. Syria said this is a sign that the U.S. is blatantly biased towards Israel. Russia weighing in, saying that the U.S. can't simply ignore on its own U.N. Security Council resolutions and international law. So the condemnation has started. Correspondent Oren Lieberman, according